Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 265 for December 11th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Gangi, and Pop Pop, Makerspace. Hey, hey, can I chime in about Isotunes real quick? Did you get yours, Phil? I did. I was going to say something, but please, I insist well, I just you go first, Bill. No, no, you say something first, and I'll just chime. I, I just tried something else with them that worked out really well. But oh, go then ahead. I, want to, I need to hear it then. I need to hear it. Tell me. Well, as, as most of our, our listeners know, I am a, a gun-toting liberal. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm mostly liberal about most things, but I love my guns. And I took uh, the Isotunes uh, uh, to the gun range and did some shooting. And they work phenomenally. Love it. Seriously, they, it was it was really cool to have that. I had a little bit of music going from my phone, uh, and they were good enough to uh, be in an indoor. So people who like to go shooting, I was in an indoor range, which makes a difference from being in an outdoor range. Wow. Um, yeah. and, the, and they worked really well. They worked really, really well. So it was nice to be able to, they were comfortable, and what, I got to listen to music. What were we listening to? Guns and Roses? <laughs> I was listening to War. <laughs> Edwin Starr. <laughs> what is it good for? Really? Absolutely. So go ahead, Phil. You got them too, and you tried them. What would you think? Uh, I thought they were great. Yeah. You know, so I uh, I really am not a fan of putting things in my ears. Um, they they're they were okay when we had the the ice tune freeze. I liked them. But if I have my choice, I, I much prefer over ear. I think I have small ear canals. I don't know. It's a, a medical condition, I think. But uh, I, yeah, I much prefer them, and they were great. The Bluetooth worked phenomenally. I was actually, I tried them out. <laughs> Normally at night, I will wear headphones and use my laptop to watch TV or uh, or YouTube or whatever. And then because my wife refuses to wear headphones, so if she's listening to something, then I have to put on headphones. Otherwise, I'm just listening to what she's listening to. But uh, I wore them in bed and they were great. And then I tried them in the workshop and they were even better there, more, you know, geographically appropriate. But uh, yeah, Isotunes, Links, they're great. Yeah, I, I finally like got a chance because I had just gotten them in when we recorded last week. And by the way, sorry we're all we're late by a day this week. Um, but uh, I wore them a couple times in the shop now. And yeah, the, like you said, Bluetooth worked great, uh, comfortable. I prefer them over shoving stuff in my ears too. The only complaint I have with them <laughs> is oh, here we go. Is, Leave it to the hippie. I, I can't I can't let it slide. I have is when you when you flip flip them upside down to to plug them in to charge them. You there's there's a little rubber 
like cap that you peel back so sawdust doesn't get in there which is great and then you plug the plug in but then on the other side of the headphones there's also a little rubber cap you peel back and there's no plug underneath it so yeah. every time i go to plug it in i'm like I've, it's a 50 50 chance of getting it wrong and 100 percent of the time i'm wrong 50 percent of the time i'm wrong 100 percent of the time well you know what <laughs> i find that little extra cap right side. i could do you know that. what i find that extra cap handy for you can put a couple of baby aspirins in there in case you have a heart attack, huh? That's They're actually medical a, grade. You medical could. grade headphones. Yeah, yeah. You actually could put something in there. I was thinking about some other type of quote medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but baby aspirin's fine. Awful advice both of you gave. Okay. <laughs> what? Don't take any medical quotes or otherwise advice from us, please. Yeah, just a little, um, you know, little medicine in there. I have things to say about medicine. That's all I'm saying. I can't wait to retire. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to change things up a little bit. What are we working on now? So, uh, working on a lot. Um, so far, I have installed about uh, 25, 30 ice rinks. And uh, the demand... So, I was in the, um, I was in the newspaper on Friday. We saw that. Week, saw that. We're so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. So it's, this is like the number one, uh, I was in the Montreal Gazette, which is the number one English newspaper in Montreal. It would be the equivalent of like the, I guess the Boston Herald or whatever, something like that. Uh, San Francisco Chronicle. Yeah. You know, the SFC. Um, so, uh, everything blew up after that. So I was doing, I was doing a few of them before that, but then this, this hit and, uh, wow. So the, the way it happened was, uh, the, I started posting on Facebook, the rinks as I was doing them. So one here, one there, and then people started sharing it. And it kind of went like a little bit viral. And then the writer, I guess, was friends with one of the guys that I installed for. And he reached out to me and said, hey, Phil, I saw what's going on that you're doing on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to do a story on you. So I was like, amazing. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Um, and so I gave him like a 45-minute interview. And then they did a video and a photo shoot as I was installing one. And, uh, and then after that, like, I'm now saying no and turning people away. Like it's been insane. It was so much. I brought my brother on board. He's a uh, he's a, a carpenter by trade. He's got his apprentice too, and so like I trained him on like one, and then oh you know away we went. And so he's doing them. It's now snowing here, and the ground is getting harder. So we're done on Sunday. So we're going to be doing 16 or 17 of them in the next few days. And then we are done. But uh, wow. And at the same time, I actually put my put my Etsy store back on vacation mode because those orders started coming in. And it's like, when and how am I supposed to do all this stuff? And so uh, I've got five orders left for Etsy, four now left for Etsy, and I'm killing myself to get it done. And on top of that, I've got all these ERP clients that, uh, you know, that need their stuff finished for their year end, which is December 31st. So it's like the most hectic thing ever. And then the last thing, we decided we never buy anything big for our daughter. We always have like a bunch of big things that we buy for the boys, especially Jake, my eldest. He's into hockey, so we got him a hockey net for the basement. We got him a, you know, like one of those uh, those those slick tiles that you can stick handle on. Yeah. And uh, we said, you know what? Emmy never gets anything. She never asks for anything. That's the thing, too. Like, Emmy, what do you, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want anything. So you know what? She loves, uh, actually, she doesn't even know about this because I'm still building it, but we're, we bought her like this very, very expensive uh, jungle gym set. It's like got like monkey bars and it's full steel construction. It braces against your floor and your ceiling, and uh, it's basically like an indoor park for her. And it's going to have all these mats. I want so one. I've been, I, honestly, <laughs> awesome. it was. 
I was like so expensive, and, but when I opened the multiple boxes this came in, I could not believe the, the quality of the construction. It's like commercial, like you would get this at a park. It was insane. And so I've been building it. I spent three hours before the podcast building it, and I'm maybe halfway through. Uh, wow. The, you have to watch the video and read the instructions at the same time. It's just really, really complicated. Like I'm not a novice at building these things. I built a million things for the kids, but this is next level bananas. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully I'm done tonight. Maybe I'll finish around, I don't know, one or two in the morning, and she'll see it in the morning. We want it ready for Hanukkah for her, and uh, Hanukkah's tomorrow. So that's what's going on. I haven't had much sleep. I've been working like just seven days a week straight for the last three, four weeks. So I'm... It suits um, you, though. You look really good right now. Your hair is done nice. <laughs> you look wide awake. I mean, I'm wiped, man. I'm finished. I'm so tired. I can't even tell you. Uh, but it's been very rewarding. Being outside, like... You know, um, my tools are what I like to call indoorsy. They don't really go outside. <laughs> and so now they're, they're, getting, they're getting use outside, and, uh, and I don't really like it. I like being outside. I like using the tools, but I'm going to have to give them a, like an Epsom salt bath when, when I bring them back in next week. But uh, it's been, honestly, it's been a blast wearing crappy jeans, my Carolina boots, which I adore and I love and I cherish. Thank God for these boots. Uh, I don't know how many sheets of plywood I've, I've dropped on my toes, and they are just fine. And they're warm, and they're waterproof. They're amazing. <laughs> and, you know, my, my tool belt at my hip, just out there drilling, using my hammer, using my hands. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's great. Right on, man. Yeah, it's, and I've never slept better in my life. <laughs> yeah, that, that exhaustion is a different kind of exhaustion. It's nice. Yeah. You know? It is. You're like yeah. I'm not getting. You might, you might be getting less hours, but you're getting better sleep. I promise you that. Yeah. Well. I'm oh just, yeah. You're, I'm total I'm efficiency. Hitting a wall, right? Yeah. I'm like I'm sitting there ready to read a book. So there's this book that just came out. I don't know. Call me a nerd. It's called uh, Ready Player Two. So <laughs> it just came out. It's the sequel to Ready Player One. I guess. And uh, but there's that was like that was a book too. and it was also a movie. So it came yeah. out a few years ago and I've, I've read the book three or four times. I love it. And this sequel just came out and I haven't got past the acknowledgments until I just pass out. It's like, so yeah. I haven't even started, even though I'm dying to read it. But uh, just a lot of action going on. Tim, what about you? What's going on? I can't relate at all. Right. No, I can't. I just can't even relate. <laughs> well, that's I, why well, we have this podcast. Yeah. I, I, can, I can relate, but, I mean, I've also been just going nonstop in the shop every day, basically. and um, But it's not... Um, it's not like the kind of work you're doing. Like I'm not physically exhausted at the end of the day and I can't, I can't look at like a four rinks that I just put together and be like, well, that was a good day and take a shower and nerve, you know, and then yeah. so soaking the Epsom salt <laughs> with my hammer, you know, or whatever in the tub yeah. with me, you know, it's just like basically like staring at a laser going, come on. And then throwing the next piece of cardboard in the staring at a laser. Come on. <laughs> yeah. well, I've been but, there too. Well, we've, yeah. I've, we've done the Etsy rushes also, you know? Yeah. But so the, I mean, the guinea pig tank thing has just been ridiculous. It's starting now to slow down. And by okay. slow down, I mean we only packed 30 orders today. Um, wow. And, uh, like, you know, because now that the, the kind of online shopping season's almost over already, you know. But, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, not individual orders, but individual pieces, definitely over 1,000. Um, wow. Yeah. and uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It, and, uh you know, I've had Maddie's been in the shop several times, you know, so I could work on my guitars um, and other work and, and just helping me, you know, 
assemble these things and stamp them and wrap them and you know and all that and Gwen has taken over the printing the labels um, so hmm. so I set her up with that and uh, and so she's doing all the packing now and Vance helps with that sometimes uh, it's a full family thing you know um, that's awesome that's so cool yeah yeah it's been it's been crazy uh, and super interesting you know um, I also you know I put out um, uh, when I because I shut the store down when I first started it for a few days to kind of you know get my ducks lined up before reopening and now I'm like you know I had I'm actually ahead I have probably um, like t- 15 of each type behind me made right now that aren't sold so that's the first time like I've actually been at, even this morning Wait, I was like everything inventory. Was, yeah I had because it, I haven't been able to keep the inventory and so today Maddie was there with me all day and, and we got stocked up and um, so I was like oh good maybe I don't have to make any tomorrow <laughs> like how nice would that be uh, and I can just work on guitars. Um, but uh, I, you know, when I relaunched them, I said that I was going to donate a dollar per order to my local Humane Society. Um, and so I tagged them, the Connecticut Humane Society, in in a post where I put about that. And it took a couple days to see it, but then they saw it and they got they freaked out. They got so excited about it. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? I was like, nothing. I was like, I'm just going to send you a check every quarter. They're like, every quarter? Like, when does this end? I'm like, it doesn't end. I'm just going to send you a check every quarter, you know? And they're like, that's so awesome. And then they, like, I ended up on the phone with them. They're like, do you mind if we call the, the local news channels and this and that? And the other thing no. So, I mean, I haven't heard from any of them yet, but so, like, that's, I might get my news article, too, about, and it's, again, it's like, I dedicate my life to searching for the 13th note and, like, sustainability and music and art, and I'm going to be forever known as, oh, the guinea pig tank guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, not that I'm complaining. It's a good thing to be known as, but... But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's been fun. Like I, I managed to get, I was, I was pretty bummed with Etsy and we could have a whole podcast just trashing Etsy. Um, <laughs> and, um, and Next so week. I, I did manage to get my URL up and running as it's my own online store. I, I still have them on Etsy for people that are going to might find them there, but I, I have guinea com now points to a, my own web store that I'm in charge of. Um, what uh, platform did you use? Uh, just Square. Uh, or, or it's, uh, okay, well, I use I use GoDaddy, and so they just have a yeah. built-in store. I think it's Square that, okay. handle, you know, um, and so it takes PayPal and credit cards, you know, whatever you want to do through Stripe, um, I guess, right? Uh, a Square or Stripe, but I think well, Squarespace is a platform that competes with something like Shopify or whatever. Stripe right. is a payment processor, and so is Square. Square is you know the little square that tags onto your phone. Yeah, that that's what that's what it is. I think because yeah, yeah, it's my Square account that I get paid from. Like sometimes people pay with PayPal, and it just goes right into that account. And sometimes I get like Squares sent you X amount of dollars, you know. Okay. So and then it just it goes right into my checking account, so I never even have to do anything. You know what I mean? I just have to that's write good. the number in. And so of course there's banking fees for that, but it's less than the Etsy fees by far. You know, because Etsy has banking fees as well, and. Oh my no. god. Etsy has gone just like off the deep end and somebody pointed it out and they're right. The thing that killed Etsy was that they allowed third party manufacturing. Yeah, about five years ago. Yeah. 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 But that means that like I know, but it's it was slow going at first. Like it was it wasn't as bad as it is now. Like third party manufacturing is a fancy way of saying that you're selling something else you're selling something that somebody else made. Which basically means that it's yeah. eBay. It's right? it's not it's, yeah, it's, handmade it's, people making stuff and selling it. No, it's Amazon. Like it's like if you're at the farmers market, and like 
like the bunch of people pull up in their VW bugs and they set up their little taco stands or whatever. And then like one of those giant earth movers like pulls in and drops, you know, it's Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. Like just sets up in the middle of it. And, uh, and then, you know, and and with a light show and celebrity endorsements and, you know, there's a lot of other platforms. I think people are, especially locally. I mean, I, I notice now a lot of Craigslist and Facebook ads that are all local, People selling in, on those types of platforms. I'm sure there's more. Etsy is the king, though. Like you put up, you mm. put up shop there, and they find you, right? Like I don't it, even want to sell, and I had to put into vacation because it was nuts. Like yeah, and but but to be honest with you, like yes, I'm getting the sales, but they charge so much. Like on a forty dollar rolling tray, I made literally no money. I, I netted thirty eight. And it costs thirty six dollars to ship, so and I mean, it cost me. It, it it probably cost money to fulfill that order. Oh yeah, it is free shipping. What would you What would you say on average? Uh, what's the percentage that Etsy takes out of stuff you sell on average? I think it's fifteen. Fifteen percent. I think it's fifteen yeah. percent of the sale that they take. And then there's also the twenty cent listing fee, which is nice. Yeah. It is so low. But if you're doing something like me, where I'm doing multiples, so I'll put up like you know tank A. And I put up that I have 50 of them in stock. And so every time someone buys one, the number ticks down to 49, 48, 47. But every time someone buys one, it charges me 20 cents to relist it. So <laughs> for each one of those tanks, there's the, the 15% plus the 20 cent relist. It, it, it's, you know. And then they had this thing that was a Jeff Shaw was talking about, um, complaining about Etsy, where now they have, they're putting your product into ads on third-party sites. And, and then they someone, charge you for that. And if someone, like, without telling you, They'll just, they randomly take, like, if, they're, if they have an ad that's in some kind of Google algorithm that puts them on, like, a pet store thing, they might put, like, my guinea pig tank there. You know, the algorithm says, oh, this is related. And then someone clicks on it and buys it. And they take, like, another 15% after someone buys it. But they're billing it as, like, hey, it's free advertising. But it's not because you're not making any money on the sale. So, so there are sales coming through where I'm making even less on a very low margin item. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, you can turn that off. I turned it off. But, um, and so like, and then they, you know, I think I told you how they, they put the brakes on me on that first day when I, I had 130 orders come in in 24 hours and then I shut the store down. And then the next day I got an email from them that said, <laughs> this is the episode we're going to trash Etsy. Um, the next day I got an email from them saying, Hey, whoa, we just saw you. So have a whole ton of unfulfilled orders in your cart. So we're going to stop, you know, allowing people to find you until all those orders are fulfilled. That's so th- not cool. So I I wrote back to him and I was like, I was like, you know, I'm a grown man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not a ch- you know like I I've been in business for like my whole life basically, like and if you look, it's just an algorithm. It wasn't a person. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, exactly. But, but that was my complaint. I was like, your algorithm spotted something fishy, and I get that. I respect that. You're trying to protect people from getting ripped off, um, mm-hmm. but. Before you send me this nasty email saying, hey, listen, let me hold your hand and tell you how to fulfill orders, because it was like that. It was all like trying to be, quote, cutesy, you know. Um, it's like, why don't, you, why don't you look at who I am? I've been here for literally 10 years on this platform. I have a five-star rating. I have 700 sales. Like, you know, like, why is your, you know, and so they wrote back like, well, you, you know, because my store, been, the, our store shows you had no sales in the past nine months. And it's like, yeah, I've been shut down for longer. You know, like, but if like no human looked at it. And so then when I finally got them, like, so I filled the orders, they, they, they let me get searched again. And I was just like, the only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm paying you is so people can find me here. And if you're going to shut that down, what am I paying you for? 
you know? I you're, just, you're past like, Etsy right now, right? I mean, aren't you... Well, now I got... I, I wanted to set the store up on Etsy because it was just a simple way to, you know, people would feel safe going there and stuff. And so, and I, and it was like, I was trying to rush to get that Christmas rush, but then I went and when I, like, after all that, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. So I, I, I relaunched again on Etsy and then I took a night to just build a website and I have them both running now. But so now, you know, the, the video is, uh, you know, and everything that's going around says guineapigtanks.com. So people go there. So now my sales on my site are going up and my Etsy sales are going down. So it's the only thing people that are on Etsy now are people that are finding me by accident there. Um, like, so like today I had I think two Etsy orders and twenty something on you know my platform. So, but yeah, it was just like it was so condescending and like and I was just like and then when I when I wrote I had this conversation going with someone there and I was like okay well I'm reopening my store on on Cyber Monday and I'm prepared to fulfill whatever orders come in like I have I have the limits there I'm like am I going to get flagged again if I have another rush and she's like oh we honestly don't know. And I was like, I'm talking to a human. There's no human that can click the OK button on my channel. And then she never no. wrote back. I was like, of okay. Not. You know, all right. And now, and you know what? And another thing. <laughs> I like that. Dear Etsy, I am a grown ass man. Sincerely, I, Tim I did. I did write that in there. I swear to God, I wrote that. I'm a grown man who's been in business for decades. I wrote was like my first sentence. Now get off uh, my lawn and turn my store back on. But you know when they they write back to me like, oh sorry, we just we can't write to everybody. We can't call everybody. And I and I remembered when I launched my square, uh, and I did a presale on the the original square. I did a presale through PayPal just personally and in, in one of the groups, and I had like twenty people pre-order through PayPal, and so I had yeah. all this money come in and I just let it sit there and it was a couple months before I was able to send it, and so like about a month goes by, um, before. Uh, you know, like another couple weeks before the squares would even arrive. Everybody that gave me the money knew that. And my phone rings. It was a Rhode Island number. I pick it up. And it was a woman. It was like Pam from PayPal. And she's like, huh. hey, I just saw you had a couple hundred bucks. Or like, it was like a thousand dollars that came in or something. She's like, I saw you had like, a, you know, some money come in and, and no printing labels were ever done or anything. And like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you were a real person. You weren't ripping anybody off. And I was like, no, no, it's cool. Like everybody that gave me the money knows. She's like, okay, well, PayPal isn't really a GoFundMe. I told her what I did. She's like, next time you should really use GoFundMe and not PayPal for that. I was like, yeah, I was like, I understand. But these are all my friends. They know me. I know them. I didn't feel any need to cut in GoFundMe. She's like, okay. Yeah. She's like, cool. Thanks. Have a good day. So, oh. so PayPal had Pam call me, but Etsy can't call someone. You know what I mean? Like Pam, Pam <laughs> freaking PayPal. Pay, like, yeah. come on, you're not too big yeah. to call everybody. Hire an ombudsman. Why doesn't why does Etsy reach thing. out to PayPal and see if Pam can, you know, do a little side work? Yeah, maybe Pam's, Pam's the biz. She's part good. time. I don't. I don't know if that was really her name. But, Let um, me ask this question, um, Bill. What are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wasn't well, done venting. No. <laughs> um, first of all, let me say that I am so thrilled, happy for, proud of both of you. Um, you guys are just kicking butt as far as like working and doing your thing and making. And uh, bravo, both of you guys. Thanks, seriously. Man. Thank you. Um, I, on the other hand, um, my small crew at the airport, uh, one's out with the COVID. That's uh, four oh, no. down to three, and then my night guy's on vacation now. So Taz and I are basically working doubles every other day. Oh, oh my God. And, uh, yeah. And then I had, so what What have I been up to? <laughs> this is, uh, here you go. I love you both. Um, so Monday I worked a double. And why that was convenient for me is because I had to take a, a uh, gallon of laxative 
starting at 6 p.m. on Monday night anyway. Um, So at 6 o'clock, I mixed up this laxative in a gallon jug, and then I drank eight cups, eight eight ounce cups of that every 15 minutes. So that was a half gallon. I got home at midnight. I went to bed, set my alarm for 2.30. I got up at 2.30, and I finished up the other half gallon of laxative. Uh, and I'm going to keep this G-rated because people will know what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> does laxative mean the same thing in the States as it does in Canada? Yeah. 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 Why so are you basically, telling us this? Well, because I had to do that to get things cleaned out because Tuesday Do you, do you understand what a maker, pot, what we make on yeah, these yeah, types yeah, of podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this out. This, this is, is all going to tie in. This is all going to tie in now. Come on. Chill out. <laughs> so Tuesday morning, I get up at 7, uh, 6 o'clock and... And the laxative worked really well. Everybody knows what it, how it is. And I had to do that because I had scheduled a colonoscopy and an endoscopy for Tuesday morning. Um, and it, it, we don't need to make fun of that. Here's the thing. I've always heard, and I'm in my 50s, so I've been putting this off for as long as I could, but it's time now to do that. It's just a, it's just a thing you have to get done. And everything I've heard from everybody who's had it done or who thinks they know what it's like, it's been it's been a very uh, anxious type procedure to have done, right? Sure. It's like, oh, no, no, I don't know. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's just all this grunting and, and scratching and, rah, 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 oh, yeah, no, that's a, oh, terrible. Ah, ah, ah. So there was a lot of anxiety. So I get to the hospital and I check in and I can't have Casey with me because of the COVID. She dropped me off and they let her sign a thing. She will come and get me, but she basically had to leave. So I'm by myself in this hospital atmosphere. I'm lying down on the bed. So they they start prepping you and it takes about an hour. Uh, You put your gown on. You know, it's just like any procedure or surgery that you're going to have. So you put the gown on. They they ask you a bunch of questions and everything. Um, And the anxiety starts setting in more and more and more because you're not sure what's going to happen. And I'm Partly saying this for people out there who are in their 50s that are going to have this procedure, basically what I'm going to lead up to in about 30 seconds is, it ain't about a thing. Let me finish now. So they get you psyched up and ready. Now they take you into the room, and then it's like the doctor and two nurses. And the doctor starts calling out, okay, it's it's almost like um, scalpel, scalpel, uh, forceps, forceps, right? So he's all, Mr. Lutz, can you tell me your full name? William Lutz, what procedure are you having? Endoscopy, colonoscopy, uh, what's your date of birth? Then he says, nurse, do you have this, this, and that? Nurse, do you have this, this, and that? And everybody's calling out everything. It's like, okay, sir, can you turn on your side? And then the nurse comes up and she lays down three syringes next to my little port where my AB is. She's all, Mr. Lutz. Now I'm going to inject each one of these syringes and this is to make you relax and you're going to you're going to you're just going to feel a lot better. Don't worry about it. You're doing really great. So as she's putting the one syringe goes in first. She's all, "Now I want to tell you about this. The second syringe goes in." And the third syringe goes in. I was out. Next thing I know, she's waking me up, "Sir, you're all done. You did really well. Just go ahead and wake up. We're going to call your wife to come and get you." So this whole thing that I heard about where you're laying there and you can see it on the monitor and it's like they've got, you know, a camera mounted to a baseball bat, it's just not true. It is a simple procedure. The hardest part, seriously, was, was listening just the to the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm laying there, and what I finally did at the very last moment before I, I realized that I was going to be okay, and I was thinking about a lot of things. It's like time slows down. It's like I got to let go. I got to just. I, there's nothing I can do about this. I don't know what's going to happen. All I have to do is just trust that these people are the makers that know what they're doing. Their skill sets are the skill sets I don't have. I can't control this. My skill sets don't apply here. And I just let go. And I just said, you know what? I trust these people around me are doing, knowing what they're doing. And 
the the title of our podcast or our topic is is um, serenity now, right? Uh, being able to just let go. There are some things that happen you have no control over, and for a control freak like myself, in making especially, it's really hard to accept that. But once you do, there's a peace that comes with it. There's this calmness. There's like, okay, next step now. I know this thing's going to happen, and what do I do about it? And the first thing I can think of regarded to making boys, now that you're all looking at me weird because I talked about my colonoscopy, uh, the first thing I thought about making is I remember doing a job for somebody and I made a deadline and that deadline came up and it was not going to happen. And I knew that about two days before the deadline, some materials that I was supposed to get were put on back order or whatever. And it's like, oh my, and I fretted so hard. And finally, at the end, you know what? I'm just going to call the customer and tell them. I'll do what I can to make up for the time. But once you set into that, that that bless and release type attitude, it's like, it it's so much, so much better. Called the customer, explained to them what's happened. They weren't super happy. I offered them a little bit of a break on what I was going to charge them. And life goes on, mm-hmm. you know. This whole idea of, of trying to control every aspect of when you're making, are you going to, is the weather going to be perfect? Are you going to get all the materials you need? Are you going to get the clients you want? Are you going to... Are you going to have the right tools? Are you going to have the consumables? All of these things that you try and control, sometimes you can't. So I thought that would be something to talk about. What What are some of the things that you just, it's out of your hands when you're making something, whether it's a project, whether it's a job, whether it's a marketing, whether, no matter what it is. If something just doesn't happen to your liking, if you had that experience and uh, go. <laughs> uh, that's a, go that's ahead, a it's a great story and a great, um, great reminder that you know we all have to be reminded. It's of a story. <laughs> well, <laughs> coming just, from the forty-year-old, your, your yeah. turn's coming, pal. Yeah, I like. The, I'm sure a, it's coming in five years. I'm not sure that like I love the segue. I love the yeah. setup. I'm not sure how quickly I'd be running to tell like our hundred thousand listeners, <laughs> guys. I had an aspection the other day, and it went really well. Oh, dude, it went both ends. The endoscopy, they went down my throat. Oh, and the good news is is that they, they explored from both sides, and yeah. everything looks good, and I'm from happy about tail, that. tip to tail, eh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it's not the first time I've woken up a little groggy and parts of my body felt funny, I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How come my pants are unbuttoned? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I wearing this dress? <laughs> Stop um, calling me Sue. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Let me amend my <laughs> – the, the moral of the story was good. How about we just say that? And, yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, on a slightly different, like, angle of that. Like, I, I famously do not play well with others. Like, I work alone for a reason. And it's because of, like, what you're saying about control issues, about, like, I, I know if it's my fault, I'll take full responsibility. I can make it right, but I don't like it if I don't know what someone's done. And I don't know how to fix it, you know, and all those things. So it's it's actually been like I was saying in my little uh, like lead up, um, just having my wife do the labels was difficult for me. Like, yeah. and I I was difficult about showing her how to do it. Like, I I know I was because I I get frustrated and I get um like because I know how to do it. So I'm like, oh, click here, then this, and then she's like, you know, she's like, slow down, show me that again. And I was like, I don't have time for this. But in reality. If I slow down now, I have more time later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know that on a cerebral level, but like on an emotional level, I don't because it's my baby and I don't want to let go. 
<laughs> you know, even though there's like, like you don't like to, to go with stick with Bill's theme. Like it's your baby. You, you know, you don't want to change the diapers, but you sure don't want everybody else changing them either. You know, it's like, like it's just. But like you want you, full credit for having changed them. And, and you if want you full add, credit to for having, add people to that list of credits, then yeah. it diminishes the accomplishment somehow. Right. Even though what I'm well, adding, again, it's a control thing, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, and like you know, does it matter who prints the labels? No. Does do I have some special skill? For printing labels, no. Do I have a system? Of course, because I'm a middle-aged white man. But <laughs> systems for everything. But uh, you know, is the system teachable? And can Gwen have her own system? Of course. <laughs> like this is nothing. So, so, like doing that has been a, a good reminder and a learning experience. And even just like today, Maddie was in the shop, and, uh, and you know, my, my daughter, and she was making tanks. And uh, I started making them before she got there. And um, actually, I had a whole cardboard story. But whatever. And uh, so, you know, I, I worked out the kinks. She came in a couple hours later. And I said, okay. I was like, you know, having a little trouble because the cardboard's a little warped. So you got to do this and this first. You know, you're in charge. And I just let her do it. And I worked on my, I have a, you know, client guitar I'm trying to get done. And I have this other cool guitar I'm working on. Uh, and the world is still here. <laughs> All the tanks work. You know, it's like, what's the problem? And uh, we do need to be reminded of that sometimes. It's just like, hey, it's okay. You've done your work. Now it's, you know, trust, yeah. trust. What, what about you, Phil? Something tells me you might be somebody who likes to be in control of your destiny. <laughs> I will, I will start by saying this. So, um, I'm not a recovering addict. Uh, <laughs> I, I have not, I have not had issues with addiction in my life, but both my parents and a few of my siblings have. And so I've always tried to understand the mindset and something that I stumbled upon a long time ago and has been a guiding uh, principle for me in my life has been the serenity prayer. Uh, Absolutely. And, um, and I'm going to read it here because I think it's very important. And whether or not you are, uh, you know, uh, Christian, Jewish, or atheist, regardless of the language, I, I don't necessarily see it as being religious, but just a really good um, understanding of things. And it goes... God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that, for me, have been beyond words of wisdom. They have been um, a comfort during difficult times and a way to celebrate uh, accomplishments, right? Because those accomplishments did not happen by accident. They happened because... I had the courage to step into the breach and to uh, meet the opportunity with my preparedness. So what, what I, where I'm going with that is uh, even the story with these ice rinks is sort of silly as it is, but you take a look at where it started. So it started off back in May. A buddy of mine said, uh, hey, man, I don't think there's going to be hockey and the kids are going to go bananas. I was like, agreed. What do you want to do? He's like, there's this kit this guy is selling. Um, he's in Montreal. We should get him. And do you think you could build them? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I could build them. Uh, and then we had. <laughs> can I build them? Oh, yeah. Can I, can oh, yeah. Build them? Yeah, I could build them. So we had two more friends that hopped on this bandwagon. And, uh, and, I, and I built these four rinks. And then his wife said as we were cracking beers and celebrating, you know, you should do this for a business. Like other people would pay you for this. And I was like, eh, I don't know. You know what? The following weekend, I said, you know what? Steve, we're doing this. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I made a logo. 
We're going to take a stupid picture at Dave's house. We're going to put it on Facebook. Let's see what happens. We sell two or three of them. Great. You know, we got away from our wives and kids for a weekend. So I put the picture up. He put the picture up on his Facebook, Instagram, my Facebook, Instagram, and then kaboom, it exploded. And I'm telling you, we got 50, 60, 70 inquiries for this. And this is a $1,500 rink turnkey installed. So this was not a cheap item. And we had so many inquiries and right away. But, you know, you can spend 1500 bucks in a season on ice time, sharing the ice with other people, driving to the rink. I mean, hockey is an expensive sport. So yeah, I, think yeah, the, yeah. I think the hockey people, they're like, only 1500 bucks. Yeah, I know, no, for sure. This, yeah. this, this thing was not a cost prohibitive thing. First of all, a lot yeah. of people were like, listen, we're going nowhere for Christmas this year. We're doing nothing. We're spending yeah. no money. And the kids are just spending all their time in front of a TV or playing video games. They need to be outside. You are rescuing me and my children right now. It's like, I don't use the word hero very often, but you're right. I'm a hero. But uh, <laughs> so what happened was right away I started like active business mode. Okay. We launched this business. Now, next, what do we need? Okay. We need a spreadsheet to track where we got the referral from, uh, whose lead they are, name, address, telephone number, email address, um, whether they've paid the deposit. You know, so I went right through this automatic thing in my head because that's sort of what I do in business. And uh, and so I had 27 clients lined up right away. Steve had eight. I was like, Kate, I need you to get their email addresses. They're eight by tonight. Um, I've already got my 27. I've put together a liability waiver that everyone has to sign. And he called me two hours later, and he was like, hey, man, listen, um, this is too much too fast for me. I can't handle it. I'm going to have to step away. I hate to leave you in the lurch. I'll help you with this weekend's, but uh, I can't. I can't. And I'm like, I respect that. That's fine. Um, but I'm moving forward. And uh, so the first challenge I had was this guy who I was getting the kits from, he was now back ordered by a thousand kits and I and I said to him I said listen man I need four this weekend just just give me four this weekend to do the orders I have that are confirmed in-house he's like you want me to bump you ahead of other people I was like I guess yeah I mean I'm I'm buying four and you know let me be your installer you know and like I'll help you you help me there's a lot of people I'm sure who would buy this who cannot build it right so you have access to a whole new market of people he's like okay I'll give you the four but I'm gonna charge you next three three hundred dollars. So I'm like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> You're killing me. That means I'm working for free. I can't do that. So right away I was like, okay, where are there? Where can I get other rings? Uh, where can I get other kits? Sorry. So Costco was selling kits, but they were back ordered. So I said, okay, who's making them? Cool company in Wisconsin. Reached out to the president right away. Jim, Phil Pinsky in Montreal. How are you? How do I get some kits from you? He's like, where are you? I was like, I'm in Montreal. He goes, we manufacture 90 minutes from you on the, in the Quebec, in the province of Quebec. I was like, okay. He's like, but I don't have any liners for you. I only have the brackets. Fine. Send me enough for 10 kits. Boom. That came on a 53-foot truck. Had to get that by backing up ass to ass my U-Haul and their 53-footer, and we depalletized manually through them in. Okay, great. I got the kits. Now the liner. What do I do about the liner? Uh, to get tarps that big, you can only get them at Home Depot here. That's the only store that carries them. Not not Lowe's, not Manor, none of that. Only Home Depot. So we bought every tarp on the, on the island of Montreal and off the island of Montreal. So you're talking about probably a 75-mile radius. Uh, so I went, my wife went, we got every tarp we get our hands on. Cool. 
When I built the rinks for us, we bought the wood by renting a truck, going to get it, bringing it back to my house, dragging my cast iron table saw into the driveway and cutting the sheets one at a time. Well, that's not going to work. So I went to our version, I guess, of Lowe's, which is Renault Depot. That's, that's, they belong to that banner. And I said, um, can you do this? No. I went to the next one. No. I went to the third one, which is about 20 miles away from me. Can you do this? Yes. I need it delivered tomorrow. Great. So they would cut it into 16-inch widths and 8-foot lengths. That's now a section of board. So it took three stores to get to. They charged me whatever, a dollar a cut and $70 to drop a pallet of 40 sheets on my driveway. Boom. Okay. Now we are equipped to do this. Now I enlist my wife, Lauren. She's now the administrator and dispatcher. She's doing them. Great. She's, okay, where am I going? What am I doing? How many kits do we have? When do we need to order? So this turned into a huge operation. So the things I could manage were the logistics, the whatever. I could manage the operations of it and I got help where I needed help. My brother's now doing it. But now we got this morning probably half a foot of snow. Oh. And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, what do we, how can we do this? And the truth is we couldn't. After everything I just described to you, well, we've already done about 25, 30 of them, like I said, but after everything I just said to you, all of the hoops I jumped through, all of the challenges I've overcome, the one I could not overcome was the weather. Yeah. Too much snow, you can't see the obstacles, and it's really hard to work outside with snow whipping in your face. So we're postponing one, and uh, and we're going to push it, and we'll do three one day instead of two, which is, you know, which means that you're doing one of them in the complete dark because it gets dark at four o'clock. Right, right. So I had to sort of suffer through that, you know, like I, you know, what it is, what it is. I've just got to understand the client understood, of course, because we pushed them to the afternoon. We just pushed everybody to one. And somebody will just have to have theirs done in the dark. But that was the one thing I had to swallow. It is There's just only so much that I can do. I can push through just about anything except for Mother Nature, I guess. So, uh, so what did you, what, what was that, what were you feeling? I mean, when, when you, did you finally come to a term? It was like, you know what? I'm done. I can't, I've done everything I can. Or were you just like, oh, Mother Nature, I'm going to kick your butt. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. The, the prayer worked, you know, and it has worked for me in many times in my life. I've given as best I could. This is outside of my control. I, I, I have to take a deep breath and, um, and regroup when it is under my control. I have taught myself to laugh. And it's, it's like it took work because I used to get angry. Uh, when you get to that point where it's like, you know, the wisdom to understand what you can't, you know. And th- so that's, that's my coping mechanism now is like, when it happens you get to that point where you hit that wall and it's just there's nothing you can do about it, I, I now it comes naturally, but it was like I had to teach myself to do it. <laughs> like, because it just diffuses it. You know, if you're like... Right, oh. the maniacal laughter, for sure, yeah. Well, not, no. no. Well, <laughs> you just like, you just laugh like, oh, okay, that's, there's your reminder that I'm just a human being and in 50 years we're all going to be dead anyway, so what's the matter? <laughs> like, that's kind of my laugh. Well, you know, you know like, there's a, there's a pick your <laughs> battle scary. aspect to this too. Exactly, um, yeah. Uh, for example, so... Uh, Yesterday, after everything, you know, come home, I relaxed, took a nap. And Kate says, hey, let's take Danny and Lou for a walk. Well, taking Danny and Lou for a walk is Danny goes for a walk on her leash, and I usually hold Lou, my little lizard. So I said, all right. So I put on my hoodie, and I said, hey, you know what? Put Lou in the hoodie. And I'll just, I'll have his little head on my shoulder. And and she's like, I don't know. I said, no, no, come on. So we get about halfway towards the park, 
And she's like, you know what? He looks like he might fall out. She's, she went to fusses with him, right? And I'm like, okay. A few steps more. You know what? I said, Casey, knock it off. I can tell by the weight and where he's at on my back. I know he's not going to fall out. You're being ridiculous. We get to the park. You know what? Da, 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 and I'm starting to get irritated. And what I've asked Casey to do is to call me out when I'm not being as nice as I should be, right? So she does it one more time. I'm like, would you knock it off? This is ridiculous. You need to learn. Well, she says, hold on. Let me get this straight. So right now you're getting irritated because I'm concerned about Lou falling. That's the battle you want to have right now. I'm just concerned about Lou falling and I want to make sure he's safe and you're going to be mad at me about that. So you're trying to control my feelings about this and I'm sitting there dumbfounded like, no, no one you put it like right that. Don't be right all the I time. Guess, Why are you always right? I, I, guess, I guess I was <laughs> being stupid, honey. You had an argument here. There, this was a trust issue, right? She didn't trust your instincts. Oh, put no. Her on the phone. no, no, Put no. her on the phone. I need to talk to her. No, no, no. Here's, here's what was going on. I was being a jerk because I couldn't control her feelings. In other words, her emotions, her concern, her worry. She wants to make sure Lou is safe. And I'm like, I, I'm trying to control what you're concerned about, what you're feeling. It's like, look, this is the one you're going to pick to get. And I, and I was getting upset by this. And this, and mm-hmm. then she, when she, she told trust me, you. Yeah. this is the hill you want to die on. No, yeah. I see what you're doing, Pinsky. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to bless and release you right now, pal. <laughs> but so the serenity prayer we call that or you call that I've I've aptly named it bless and release it's kind of like catch and release when you go fishing right. it's bless and release it's like you know what good luck with this or God help me whatever you want to say and you just let yeah. it go and you let it be what it is but it was so funny it's like you're right here I am trying to control something that I can't my wife's emotions mm-hmm. and I want to get all pissy about it it's like no and, and, and I did exactly what you said Tim when she called me out because she just put her hands on her hips she's like really this is the battle you're like, and I just started laughing like no you're right I'm a jerk I'm sorry carry on hmm. I, I, I'm done so hmm okay I love it yeah I love it why couldn't I mean, you start with like... that story instead of your whole <laughs> because it wasn't the segue wasn't as good uh yeah, I guess he's right, I guess. The anxiety that you can feel about some major things happening. And again, if we go back to making, there's some anxiety coming up. Tim, you got, you've got all these guinea pig orders. I'm sure there was a little bit of an anxiety when, boom, it blew up right in your face, right immediately, right? Yeah, you had to shut down. You had I, to kind of let go. Yeah, but reset. I, like, you know, Maddie was like, oh, my God, don't shut down. And I was like, no, I have to because if I don't, I'm going to lose control, you know. And, uh, and that, that's something that comes with experience, you know. Like, well, it's, it's, it, but, but by, but by doing that, you actually gave up control, right? You set, no, you set I, that I, control I, aside. So regained, by doing that, it is a way to control, control. it. I, I feel like I, right. I see, I see like I regained control because if I didn't stop the orders, I would have lost control. Well, you, you couldn't control the orders, but you controlled yourself. You controlled. Right, exactly. Look, yeah. let, let me yeah. see what I can do about this. Let me yeah. reset. And that's yeah. what I think it's all about, especially for, especially like you guys, you're making a living at making, you know, and there's just more with me at work, man, I'm going to get paid no matter what. As long as I'm there at right. my eight hours a day, I whether get the, paid. Whether the light bulb's changed or not. <laughs> whether the light bulb has changed or not. Yeah. Today I was, I was, uh, Taz and I had to pull out a oil separator sensor. Uh, it's been, it's been going bad. So we diagnosed this thing, pulled out. Okay. Told the boss about it, took a picture. This is what we need. Get me this part. They send a part and this thing is long, skinny, and it drops down in a tube. Uh, they sent one that's twice as long as the one we have. So it's going to hit the bottom. It'll be sticking up 
two feet in the air. Anyway, no, this isn't the one. And then the guy gets on the phone and he wants to argue with you about, no, it is the right one. The number, I have the numbers. Okay, I'm standing here. This doesn't fit. That's like saying I'm going to put a car tire on your motorcycle. I don't care if the numbers match. It doesn't work. But I didn't. I just said, I'm just letting you know this is what I need. And I let my boss handle it and I walked away. What I wanted to do, put me on the phone with the guy. I'll talk to this Joe. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's that you said? I didn't hear you. Cut out for a second. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Better. He saved me the mute. The, right. <laughs> the mute editing later. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, yeah, I think, I think we can move on. Are we, uh, are we Yeah. Good? I think yeah. so. I think. Right. I mean, I could. I got a few more things to say about Etsy. I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> bless and release him. Bless and release. Yeah. I know. yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Do we have any reviews? I don't think so. Eh? I didn't see I any. We, have... hmm. we didn't, and that's okay. I think we'll let it go this week. Will we? All right. Let me just. Let me just gonna double check. Just give it the old double check. The old. The old. What's the? Uh, what's his name? Rogers, he's got that commercial for the rental company. Yeah, nope, nothing. Nope. Okay, nothing. you'll double check. Um, moving right along, weekly tip segment. I have I got a, a good one. Okay, Go ahead, I, I have one that is not maker related, but it actually kind of ties in with this topic. This is my, <laughs> in its own weird way. Um, go ahead. I, I have a maker and, one. Let's and, go ahead. And I wrote it down a couple of days ago too, before we knew what this topic was. But when where I live, there's a lot of stop signs. So not traffic lights, but stop signs. You know, and so sometimes the three way, four way, you know, two way stops. And sometimes you know you pull up to the stop sign, and as we anybody that's ever driven knows, like sometimes the two cars kind of get there at the same time. It's not immediately clear who has the right of way. And so the, mm-hmm. you, then you play the game where you like wave, you flash your lights, the other guy flashes his lights at the same time. And then you flash your lights and he flashes his lights at the same time. You know, and then, and then you both start to go and then you both stop and then you laugh or whatever. You know, there's like always those like awkward moments about that. Um, so what I have discovered is if I, because I've been driving long enough to, to I can tell when it's going to happen, when we're both going to get there at basically the same time. I wave them on before I even come to a stop, before they even come to a stop. I wave them on. And then what happens is we both get to the stop sign and they start moving right away. I start moving and everybody gets there faster. If you secede first and early, like, you know, and it's like, it goes so against like our human instincts about winning and getting there first. And this isn't, but if you, if you submit early, everybody wins, including you. So that's that sounds a, socialist that's a, to me, man. I don't like that. <laughs> a little bit. That's a that's a courtesy is contagious metaphor that I use a lot, and especially while driving. I find that when some if I see somebody starting to merge instead of me speeding up or hoping that they're going to time it right, I'll slow down enough to let them get in front of me, give them a little wave, or at the stop sign, let somebody else go first, and you'll find that all of a sudden now people are doing it to you. It's a weird phenomenon. Well, it's because it lowers your blood pressure and you're not driving like yeah. a jerk and, you know, and so you're yeah. not feeling as tense and stuff. And so it's just, I, I found it works almost, sometimes it just doesn't work because the probably the person's looking at their phone as they're rolling to the stop and they don't see you or something. But I found 99% of the time it works. If someone sees me submitting, like, like when we're still five, 10 feet from the line and then they don't even come to a complete stop, they start to go, I start to go and everybody wins. So just like, that's, uh, that's my tip to, don't just be, don't just be nice, but be like, actively and aggressively nice here's here's what's fun too and i've done this before come up to a stop sign you both do the inch forward thing and then i'll actually get out of the car and just do a big bow 
after you, <laughs> sir. And they laugh and then they go, as long as there's not a bunch of people around, of course. Right, but right, right, right. That's yeah. fun too. I mean, making people yeah. wholeheartedly laugh, especially in a traffic situation, yeah. it's priceless. Absolutely. Anyway, my tip, check this out. It's a tourniquet clamp. And let me explain that to you. So at work a couple days ago, a tenant was moving out and he has a rack to put propellers on. It's made up of uh, kind of like, like imagine two by four framing with holes in it. He's got these two inch dowels basically running from one side to the other, but it's not two by fours. It's like oak or something. He made it, it's solid and it's got a finish on it and everything else. Everything is nicely finished. Well, he couldn't get the dowels out because he wanted to disassemble this thing to take it with him. And he couldn't get these dowels out and they're just press fit in there. And he didn't want me pounding on it. He didn't want me scratching up. And I said, okay, no problem. So I took, I noticed he had a tool belt lying down there. I took the little belt off the tool belt, this leather. I looped it around a couple times, put in another, uh, uh, like a wrench or something to do a tourniquet, and just keep twisting it until it's super tight on that dowel. Once I got it tight enough, I was now able to wiggle it enough to get it loose and it and work its way out of one side and then back the other way out the other side. So it worked out really well. So you can actually, I call it a tourniquet clamp yeah. without damaging the finish on your wood or whatever. You can use it to wrap around something and it just gives you that extra, just like a tourniquet, if you're bleeding on your leg, you wrap something around it, put in a something and you twist it around like your belt or whatever. Anyway, right, so you're that's my tip. It's, it's almost like you're taking a pair of vice grips and squeezing it, but instead of using vice grips, you're wrapping this belt around it to squeeze it right and then once you yeah. stick something through the loop and you start twisting that right, right. the the loop kind of like yeah 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 i understand how tourniquet works yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i don't know idea. i don't know i didn't like i know about that i didn't know what it was called i like your word i'm going to use that from now yeah. on <laughs> the tourniquet clamp yeah it yeah. sounds cool sounds yeah. cool yeah i like it so there's your tip there Good one. is your tip uh, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to Bill Lutz. Oh man, our our friend, com, cohort, compatriot, one of my heroes, uh, Langston, Mister Constructicon. Mm. He likes to send me these this music. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. he does. Yeah, you guys too. Yeah. So he sent me this guy is a Canadian. The name of uh, this. I guess it's his name for the band. It's Map of, and it's M-A-P-P-E of, O-F. And he's like 27. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He just, some of his songs are an hour long. Some of it's music with words. Some of it's not. Um, the one Langston set me, and it didn't have any video to go with it. It was, it's called uh, the third Cerulean, I guess. It's like the oh, Roman number three. This morning. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, I found the live version of it, and that was even better because you can see how this kid does. He does a little looping. He's got a guitarist. He's got a keyboardist. It was amazing. And then I listened uh, to the next one was Lady Bird. I found some more of it because I just thought it was amazing, beautiful, beautiful music mm. for a Canadian. Dude, it was awesome. So check out for Map yeah, for of Death Kidding. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Tim Sway. I have to give a shout out to one of our younger makers that I happen to be related to. <laughs> Vance. <laughs> I'm older than Daddy? you, Tim. Stop it. No, uh, Vance hasn't put a video out on his YouTube channel in about a year. And he was like, he kind of wanted to try and do something again, but he wanted to do it, you know, like by himself. Like he wants to do stuff by himself, which is 
like wicked cool, you know. Um, so he, <laughs> you have to watch the video. It's it's kind of a fail video, but so he basically had the idea that you know because basically everything's been guinea pig tanks around here. Um, he wanted to make a life size or a human size like guinea pig tank for himself, and so he's like, "Do you have any?" I had some cardboard that came in that wasn't good to use for. Uh, the tanks like had some issues, so I was like, "Here, you can use these pieces." And so he made a human-size guinea pig tank that he was putting in front of his quad. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of this, yeah. And it's just this little four or five-minute video that he like he put together. I'm in it because he was like asking me for a little bit of help and uh, and stuff. But uh, and I I held the camera for him for a minute. But it's just funny. It's, it's like it was just fun. So. Is he, I haven't is watched he the video yet, the but I saw some too? Yes. He is, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he, He's setting up the camera. He's designing the projects. He's editing. Uh, I'm helping him when he needs it, but I'm trying to not help him and to let him learn all Amazing. of those skills and see which skills interest him and which don't. Um, you know what I mean? Like So, so he, when he edited the video, it was about 10 minutes long. And then I, I, I'm just looking at it now. It's about six and a half minutes long, actually. So he, when he was done editing, it was almost ten minutes long. And then I went through with him and I showed him where he could kind of shave some time off. And and he had sped stuff up like to two times speed, and but he didn't know that he could speed it up to like eight times, to, you know, like ten times. And so I showed him like, oh, if you speed it up this fast, we kind of so we were able to shave a couple minutes off. Mm-hmm. And you know, but that's the idea. Is that's like homeschooling or unschooling. That I think you know, it's like let him go do it. When they ask questions, you answer them. You let him kind of explore. You know, I love it. How old is he yeah. now? He's eleven. He'll be 11 in April. He's still 10. Okay. Yeah. Still 10. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway. yeah. 10 going on 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Uh, that's awesome, though. Um, okay. As for myself, uh, no. Been busy? No. Pre- busy. I, uh, Preoccupied? A little, a little busy. I look forward to, like... Sleep. Not being so busy yet. Yeah, next week, like <laughs> as of Sunday, we are done. Like the Pinsky Rink Company is donezo. Oh, if anybody wants to check out the Pinsky Rink Co, that's on. Uh, I made a Facebook group for that, so you get to see a bunch of the rinks that I've done. It's all. Uh, I, I I post some of the better ones or the more interesting ones on there, and that's fun. Cool. Um, let's go here to our websites: WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net. NewPerspectivesMusic.com and GuineaPigTanks.com. Oh, and I started an Instagram at GuineaPigTanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm following that. I because, follow that. Yeah, because seven. I'm hoping, like, to I'm hoping that people will post pictures and videos of their guinea pigs using them, so I can then you know repost there. It's gonna be one of those cheesy repost sites. <laughs> Sweet. Hopefully. Sweet. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Send us one of those voice notes. Uh, you record, you email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us those five-star reviews. Or I will, even during COVID, send Bill Lutz over to your house. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. <laughs> He's going to tell you all about his latest trip to the doctor at the time when he's there. Yeah. <laughs> And, then, and show and you the said, pictures. <laughs> Perfect. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Where the pictures are already posted. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But only for members, of course. Yeah. And um, I think that's all she wrote. So yeah. have a, a good great one. week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>